The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Talking the Star. That is actually Talking the Star, not Talking, because we're cool, we're hip here. Um, we get that N, the apostrophe, really emphasize that. We're back. Obviously, I am not Connor Livesay. I'm Dalton Miller. I will be uh, running this ship this time around. Connor could not be with us. He has a, uh, a fiancé that is under the weather that he is having to take care of, but... We do have Cole Patterson here. Cole, other than the Cowboys being an atrocious football team, how are you doing? Yeah, uh, other than that, I can't complain too much. You know, uh, I'll be a college graduate in less than a month. Um, so kind of kind of have some anxiety about that. Uh, less than a month? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess technically, yeah, when this is posted, a month from a month from Wednesday. So it's it's flying by uh, this so how did that? How did that happen? That's early, man. Yeah, I guess because with COVID and everything, the pandemic, they kind of like made a decision not to send kids back home for uh, Thanksgiving and then come right back for two weeks. You know, so we're ending the so semester. So no finals or anything. You guys just ended it's quick. A, no, we actually we have finals. I guess the week before Thanksgiving. Oh and then, my god! <laughs> and then commencements the day before Thanksgiving, the twenty fifth. So, dude, that's so cool, man. Dude, I yeah. I take a final on December sixteenth, and I'll I'll oh graduate, and I'll graduate December eighteenth. I think. Yeah, that's how it so, was. That's how it was last year, last fall, yeah. middle of December. So I'm uh-huh. pretty pretty happy as ending. It's just kind of anxiety. So. Yeah, a lot of a lot going on. It's kind of looking forward to things and not really harping too much on the Dallas Cowboys probably being the biggest disappointment in the entire NFL. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, kind of getting to, we're not going to really harp on what happened in Washington. We're not going to even really get into what's going to happen in Philadelphia because I think we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there are, there are people that can take those angles and, and understand and talk about those games and break down and review and preview – but we're going to go a little bit of a different direction. We're going to talk about what this team can do this year before the trade deadline. Um, and 
we're going to talk about what we expect to see from Ben Danucci, um as, you know, somebody who might be the backup here uh, this week, you know, Sunday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then after break, we'll come back and we'll, we'll get into just quickly some draft stuff. Uh, not necessarily, you know, who the Cowboys should be taking or thinking about taking or anything like that, just to give y'all names so if you do decide to sit down and watch on a college football Saturday, you can be like, hey, the guys from Talking the Star said that we should watch these guys, so we'll check them out. Um, but let's get down to it first. I, I I can't even start with the Everson Griffin trade. I have to get right down to it. What did you think about Ben DiNucci coming in cold, never even imagining, I'm sure, having to play, um, and then having to step in after Andy Dalton took that cheap shot? Yeah, man. Um, I remember back in August, we were kind of discussing if Danucci was going to make the team. Um, it's a big point. Big point. Big reason why I didn't think he was going to make the team was because Dak's so durable. Andy Dalton's a proven backup. So if he has to miss a game, you got Dalton, maybe sign a guy off the streets just for you know precaution. So the fact that he's going to be now starting a game, it's pretty crazy. I know you and both you and Connor are pretty high on him, all things considered. Um, obviously, you guys didn't see a path in him starting a game during his rookie season, much less this early in the rookie season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, he looked like a seventh round rookie against a very good Washington defense. They got after him. He did make one really good throw that caught my eye. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I think it, I believe it was a CD lay. I could be could be wrong. Um, but I thought he made a really good throw that moved the chains. It kind of shows what he can do. But he also had a lot of rookie mistakes where he wasn't getting the ball out quick enough. He, um, wasn't too decisive on where to go. All that kind of stuff. So I wasn't really too shot. It's kind of hard to gauge really him. Because he's coming in. Not only did Dak go down a couple weeks ago with an emotional injury. You also have Andy Dalton taken out on a cheap shot. And you're thrown into a game where... There's no Zach Martin. There's no. You don't know the offensive tackle's names. You don't. I mean, you don't know who's blocking for you. And they're going up against Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen. So right there was just that right there is a huge mismatch. And he was thrown into the fire. And all things considered, I think he did okay. I mean, nothing to write home about. It was not. Nothing surprised me one way or another. But I do. I do. I am interested to see how he does with a week of preparation, see how he can do with Philadelphia, see how Killamore and McCarthy want to utilize him. I did see that Philadelphia was kind of looking back at his James Madison film to kind of prepare for Sunday. Um, I remember you wrote a really good article right after the draft. I think it was like decoding or dissecting. one or two Danucci. forgot what the exact title was. But it was as somebody like myself who didn't know too much about Danucci, it was really informative and kind of shows the potential that he has. Um but again, Philadelphia has a good front, just like Washington. They have some guys that can get out to the passer. And Zach Martin, as of today, I guess his availability is in question. Still in, uh, I mean, his concussions are nothing to play around with. But I don't know. I think he's going to be more prepared for with a week knowing he's the guy rather than being thrown into a game where any Dalton's head is almost taking off. Yeah, and, and getting those reps in practice, I think, are mm-hmm. going to be big for Danucci just to get a little bit of, uh, you know, a feel for some of these receivers a little bit more. I'm interested to see. Uh, it was the first pass uh, to Amari Cooper, I think, is the one. Okay, you're thinking, okay. The one along the sideline there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, that was the, the top of my head. 
Yeah, it was a nice little throw behind the corner before the safety was able to get there and cover two. Yeah. He, a nice little shoulder shrug to get the corner to to, to sit flat. Um, Danucci's a guy who's going to get on the move. He's going to buy time, hit his checkdowns underneath. You're, you're not going to probably see a bunch of explosive passes, you know, not only because this offensive line isn't very good, but because, you know, he's going to have to work his way into this, you know, as a guy who was a seventh round pick and yeah. wasn't going to or should have never had, you know, the opportunity to get a, a chance to start in the NFL in his rookie season outside of, you know, a horrific injury and, in, you know, an injury that nobody expected from Dak Prescott and then the, obviously the, the concussion to Andy Dalton. And I don't know that, you know, at this point in the season with what's happened to this point with trading Everson Griffin and, and kind of, I don't think, you know, totally giving up on the season, but at least understanding what they are. Maybe Andy Dalton comes back and plays a couple more games, but I I would like to sit here and see what Danucci can give you as a possible yeah. backup going you know forward in the future. Um, so I mean we'll see what happens there. I obviously was a big fan of his coming out of James Madison from his senior season, um, but I want to see it now. Uh, obviously we don't expect anything close to, you know, what Dak gave us his rookie season, but if he shows flashes of him being able to possibly be a, a decent backup going into the future, that would be, you know, nice in and of itself. Um, but that's about all I got on that. Mm-hmm. Everson Griffin traded six round pick conditionally. It could move up to a fifth round pick. First of all, did you think we were going to get any value for him in the trade market and do you think there's any other guys on this team that you could legitimately see the Cowboys willing to part ways with? And what kind of value do you think that they could bring? Yeah. Um, to answer your first question, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect with the, uh, what Everson Griffin's market was going to be. Obviously, he's a 10-year veteran. He's made a few Pro Bowls. We were all excited when the Cowboys signed him to a really cheap deal. It was kind of a little bit shocking to see how cheap they were able to get him for at the time. It's like one year, $6 million for a guy that's been so productive. And it looked like he had a lot left in the tank. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it's been – if it was because of COVID with a weird offseason, um, all that kind of stuff, that kind of throwing him off. But he kind of started off the season on the wrong foot. He wasn't the guy that we were expecting. He wasn't making any kind of impact. Um, and he he saw his name mentioned on Twitter. He did not like that. He wasn't a big fan of being called out about his game. And but I mean, he, it, it just it didn't, it was a big disappointment. And then in the last two games, I thought he stepped up pretty nicely. He got a sack this past Sunday. He kind of showed some more flashes of why we were excited. But it, it's not like he was being a very productive player that was going to change games for you. And this team is two and five. Um, is number one and number two quarterbacks are down. The offensive line is in shambles. So it makes sense to be able to move a player that you only had for a one-year deal anyways and see what you can get. Um, Six-round pick, I saw that it could be a fifth, depending on how many games he plays, how productive he is. Um, I think that's about right. I think I don't think you can ask for too much more than what they received. And I'm glad that you're able to get a draft pick for a guy that they can use in this year's draft. And, kind of hopefully rebuild this defense and add some more pieces um, to that side of the ball. To answer your second question, I don't know who else would be. I mean, obviously Michael Gallup's being brought up in trade talks, but I don't 
if it was me, I don't think I would even bring him up at all. I think he's almost in, untouchable. Um, obviously, uh, everybody has a price, but I don't, I don't think he's a guy that you just trade just to trade. I really like what he brings to this team. I think he's too valuable to give up, especially right now. I'd like to see another season with him with and Dak together. Um, and the defense is so bad that you really don't know who you can give up. Who's going to be? Who's going to want to give up anything? Maybe the name that might come to my mind is like a Jordan Lewis, a guy that a lot of Cowboys Twitter likes probably more than um, the film indicates. He's a little s- slot corner, undersized guy. He'll make some good plays here and there, but also give up some negative plays as well. Maybe maybe a team that's looking for a slot corner or, or um, in addition to the secondary is willing to give up a day three pick. If you can get like a, a late pick like you do with Everson Griffin, I think that's a great move by the Cowboys. I just don't know who would be willing to do that. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to see what they can give up or who – because they have so many – on offense, you don't want to give up anybody too important because they're so explosive with Dak at quarterback. And on defense, it's – I mean, it's really hard to find any attractive pieces. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I mean, it, it, I think it depends on do you plan on on attempting to re-sign guys like J. Lou or guys like Xavier Woods? Because in yeah. my opinion, like those are really the only two yeah. guys that you could mm-hmm. look at, at getting rid of. I, listen, I, I'm not getting rid of of Michael Gallup and I'm not getting rid of Michael Gallup because I don't think you're going to end up getting the value that you want from him. And I think that for the, you know, Brian Broaddus is saying that he in, in texting with guys that he knows in the league, they're talking, you know, round three and that's just ain't going to get a dumb partner. Yeah, because he's um, outplayed that round three draft pick already. By like, a lot. I yeah, mean, he, a he's a guy who's a legitimate, you know, good wide receiver, too, in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. Um, and now, obviously, there's a ton of good wide receivers, you know, even in this upcoming draft that, you know, we can get to in the in the very far future because that's not a Cowboys need. Yeah. But you don't need to do that yet. And with this team, with all of the needs on the defensive side of the ball, there's no point in getting rid of what you have as a, a massive strength of your exactly. team. Try to fortify the defense just by throwing bodies at it because we already have 10 draft picks as of today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's guys like I would personally like to see J. Lou possibly uh, come back on a, on a, a you know, a, a cheap deal okay. and maybe transition to safety and see what he looks like. And, and for me, J. Lou, that's coming back, you know, near vet men and seeing just what we have there. Mm-hmm. One year, prove a deal. See if he can play safety. Give him a give him a full off season to see if that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. You can move on from him after that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't really know if there's anybody else that I look at getting rid of because you're not going to get anything for Poe. You're obviously not yeah. going to get anything from Worley. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't even bury them up because of that. I mean, yeah, no, there's, yeah. there's, there's no point in it. Um, but that's all we got for, for you know, the, the trade talk discussions. We're gonna come back after the break, and we're gonna get into a little bit of the names for y'all to look at coming up in the 2021 NFL draft for these Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back on talking the star. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we are back on Talking the Star. I'm here with my partner in crime, Cole Patterson. And before we get out of here after this last segment, even before we do all that, Cole, where can they find you? Yeah, you can follow me at Cole L. Patterson on Twitter. Um, if you want to read some of my work, you can go to a to zsportsdallas.com. Um, that's kind of where all my content's at. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I enjoy being on this podcast. But if you want to follow me and my work, you can do that at those two places. Yep, and you can follow me at Dalton B. Miller. You can follow my writing work at the Pro Football Network. And, you know, maybe I'll get the uh, Blue Chip Scouting NFL Draft podcast going back up again. Yeah. Uh, it's been off for a little while, but we'll, we'll get it back. We've had some technical <laughs> difficulties. Uh, hopefully those uh, cease to exist here soon. But we are going to get into some of the players that you need to watch for on Saturdays if you're going to sit down and watch some college football. First, I would like to thank blogging the boys for allowing us to do this podcast sb nation for being the host of all of this we love you vox media the parent company you're great too Mm -hmm. love you all make sure if you're just a football fan check out all the podcasts like listen we love podcasts yeah and we love blogging the boys podcast for sure but sometimes we run out of podcasts to listen to don't be afraid you know, especially if, like, we're playing the Eagles, don't be afraid to go over and listen to, you know, Bleeding Green Nation you can and learn those a lot. guys over there. Michael Kist and Benjamin Solak, two of the – literally two of the smartest people I know in the entire football industry. Yeah. So if you want to know what the enemy looks like going into Sunday night, go check out one of their podcasts. And uh, if you like history, you should just listen to their podcast, period. But <laughs> – Cole, is there anybody, like, is there just one person that if you could get them come April, the one player you would like to draft, who would it be? Like, you have a, yeah. an early pet cat. So, pet cat is in, like, a, you know, under-the-radar guy? No, like, not an under-the-radar guy. Like, of the top guys, who do you want? Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, at this point in time, the Cowboys are drafting in the top ten. Um I wouldn't be shocked if they find themselves in the top five or even higher than that. So with that said, um, so my offensive guy, like you said, 
this draft's loaded with receivers. And as much as I would love this team, if I was on Madden, I would probably add like a Rondell Moore if I wanted to. But just from a team standing point, uh, I really like Panisul. I don't know if I pronounced his first name right, but um, he's obviously he's been called a generational left tackle. Just watching him is like he's elite. He's a plug and play guy. You have uh, Tyron Smith, who's battling injuries. You have Leo Collins, who shut down an IR. Um, both two elite of the elite players at their positions right now. But you can never have too much too much offensive line help, especially as we see this year. So I think if they are, if they do finish in the top three, um, I think Sewell would be a great addition to this team. They're looking to uh, bolster that offensive line and kind of protect Dak Prescott for the foreseeable future. On defense, um, two guys at corner are probably going to be Patrick Sertain and Sean Wade. I think you can't really go wrong with either one of those two guys. Um, as much as I like Micah Parsons, I don't know if you can take a linebacker that high, especially with all the other needs this team has. Um, Sertain has really good bloodlines, obviously. His dad playing in the NFL. He's being coached by Nick Saban, um, as we saw with Trevon Diggs. Um you can kind of they can reunite in that Cowboys secondary and Sean Wade, Ohio State, another school that's producing really good DBs year after year. Um, I think either one of those two in the secondary would be a huge upgrade. And it's kind of I won't say either one will turn out to be like Jalen Ramsey because you can never really predict that. But they had an opportunity to take an elite corner last time they drafted as high as we might think they are able to this April. So I think taking a corner, a blue chip corner like one of those two guys would take this defense to another level. Yeah, man. Honestly, I'm right there with you. Uh, obviously, Penne Sewell or Peanut. I, I honestly, I'm not exactly sure <laughs> yeah. how, to, how to say it. Um, the best you. thing about him is he is a guy who, even with you know a healthy Tyron Smith and a healthy Lyle Collins, he's a guy who you can go and if you want to, you can plug him in at left guard right away, yeah. and he'll be absolutely fine there. He's tenacious in the run game, and he can still get better with his technique. I, I think that's what's so great about him. He's still super young as a prospect as well, and that's awesome. If you're looking for like kind of like more high upside guys later um, for the offensive tackles to kind of play behind those guys, if you want you know a day two pick, um, that's your your Jackson Carmens, um, your Alex Leatherwoods, um, Jalen Mayfield, Liam Ekenberg from Notre Dame. Uh, those are the kind of guys that you're looking at there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me. Obviously, there, there's no other real position at you know quarterback. I, I don't want to, um, but obviously you want to watch Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields just because they are so incredible, so much fun to play or so much fun to watch. Um, even though, listen, we want to re-sign Dak. We, we've tried the the rookie QB window. It, it it I wish that it worked, guys. I I really do wish it did, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, it, it just the, the we we haven't been shown that this front office can actually build a roster. And I think that Dak, as good as he is right now, and I think he can still get better, already covers up a ton yeah. of flaws that you have on your football team. This is a defense that was absolutely atrocious when he was playing. If you throw bodies at that defense and a few of them hit, you're looking at a defense that gets to average. And if that defense gets to average, this is a team that is legitimately winning 9 to 11 games. Now, sure. You have Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, Sean Wade, J.C. Horn from South Carolina yeah. is another guy who has played really well to start the mm-hmm. season. 
Um, both Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell of Georgia are two corners that you want to look at. And all these guys, Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, Sean Wade, Eric Stokes, J.C. Horn, Tyson Campbell, they're all six foot or taller. Like these are yeah. all prototypically mm-hmm. sized cornerbacks. And that's really awesome to see because that is something that the Dallas Cowboys are really going to look at going mm-hmm. forward, I think. Um, and then at safety, I don't know if there's any guys that you really look at at the safety position and say, man, like that guy is going to go in the first round because I don't see many of those guys in this draft. Yeah. Um, guys like Javon Holland is more of a slot player. You can look at him being, you know, a, a corner safety hybrid type player. Trevon Murray um, from TCU is a oh, guy to watch as well. Um, and then Caden Stearns from Texas is yeah. kind of your. Uh, you're, you're a free safety type guy, and that's somebody who, um, in this defensive scheme, if they do stay with the quarter style uh, defensive scheme, that's the kind of stuff that you look for. Uh, guys like Hampson Nasiruddin from Florida State, he's a really fun player. I don't think that he fits this defense. You can watch him, but I wouldn't watch him through you know a, a legitimate yeah. Cowboys lens. What do you think uh, about Andre Sisco? I like Andre Sisco. He's a guy who's obviously a ball hawk in coverage. We've seen that. I don't know how high of an upside he has with the injury. That's going to be interesting to see yeah. where he falls to. But that's a guy who you could look at with that, you know, season ending injury. Somebody who could be really good value, you know. He could fall, yeah. Late day two, early day three in the draft. Um, and then the interior, the fat guys, because we all know <laughs> we need some fat guys, okay? Some good fat guys, not more Don Terry. fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Tufil from USC is a guy who can play the one-tech or the three-tech. He's versatile in that way. Um, Jordan Davis is a one-technique, but he's a super good athlete. Um, he's from Georgia. Tyler Shelvin, I'm not a huge fan of him. But if you want a run stuffer, this is a six foot three, 350-pound-plus gap filler. And that's yeah. what he is. Mm-hmm. He is what Don Terry Poe was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Wilson is a, a, a prospect that I really like. Um, Christian, that he is Florida State. Christian yeah. Barmore from Alabama. Mm. And then one guy that I really, really like and isn't talked about a lot, but is just, you know, low to the ground, built really well, good at the point of attack, and he's got a little bit of quickness, is Aleem McNeil from Florida State. Uh, six foot two, 315 pounds, not talked about a lot, but he's a really fun player as well. Mm. Listen, the linebackers are unreal. Like Micah yeah. Parsons, Dylan Moses are, are both yeah. fantastic players. Some good edge rushers too. And both are good edge rushers as well. Mm. I wouldn't mind making Micah Parsons a legitimate three, four outside linebacker rush site player. He played defensive end going into Penn state. Yeah. Um, I don't want the Cowboys to draft another linebacker high. They're just, <laughs> You can yeah. find you can find decent enough linebackers later in the draft. The draft it's yeah. just not necessary. Um, and so those are some of the names that you guys should really watch out for. Are there any guys that are under the radar? Um, any possible running backs who are no longer playing for their football teams? They just you know might have opted out and are going to the NFL draft. Um, didn't really catch a ton of passes before this year. <laughs> Mike Leach might have come yeah. in and coached his football team. What do you think about Kylan Hill? Because you are right there. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, I do work in the recruiting department here at Mississippi State. So I do am very involved with the football program. Kylan Hill, 
I mean, he's a very complicated prospect. He, out of high school, he was a top 150 player, blue chip guy, you know, could have gone to very numerous. He's number two running back in the state um, beyond Cam Akers, who's now with the Chargers. Uh, top, he was, I think he was the number six running back in that class, which also included Najee Harris, a bunch of other dudes who are going to be playing in the NFL. So it's a loaded running back class. He's got that pedigree, and he's had some really big performances in his career. He had like a 200-yard rushing game with three touchdowns against Kansas State as a sophomore. Um, against LSU this year in the debut of the Air Raid in the SEC with Mike Leach, um, he really showed his ability as a pass catcher, which he really wasn't able to showcase under Dan Mullen or Joe Moorhead during his uh, first three years in college. My biggest worry with Kylan Hill is is off the field, if I'm being completely honest. Um, so there is a lot of drama surrounding him right now. Um, it's been reported that he's opting out. He's taken to social media to say that isn't the case. Um, Sports Illustrated also reported that he is serving a suspension um, after the Kentucky game. So there's some red flags, just his, his maturity level, if I'm being completely honest. As a football player, I think he has a lot of upside. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He's not going to outrun very many angles. He's going to get hot down. But he's a guy that's going to consistently get you positive yardage. He can hit from 10 to 20. He has a good spurt and initial quickness. It's going to move the chains. I'm not saying he's going to be this kind of player in the NFL, but he does remind me a little bit of Kareem Hunt coming out of college. He's not the most explosive guy in the world, but he has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. He has the ability to hurt you on hurt you with his feet, and he's a very fun player to watch when he's in the game. He was the SEC leading rusher last year. Um, believe uh, um, why's his name slipping my mind? The Kentucky uh, quarterback, receiver, turned cornerback, uh, traded to the Dolphins. Not sure why his name is Lynn Bowden. Yes, him and Lynn Bowden were the two leading rushers in the SEC, and he was preseason All SEC running back. So he's got everything on the field. I think I think he's shown enough to be a day two pick on film in my personal opinion like probably a third round pick it's just if he can keep his head on straight he's has a little uh maturity issues that has data back to when he first enrolled in college um so that's really my biggest concern with him um it'll be interesting to see where he goes in the draft um but yeah it's like you said it's kind of he's a guy that i'm very familiar with i'm looking forward to see where he goes i think a guy like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Kareem Hunt kind of boost his stock on tape. But like I said, it's just if he can get everything situated before now in the draft. Um, yeah. So. One more under-the-radar guy I want everybody to look out for. We're, I know we're all trying to, to get rid of Connor Williams at left guard. I'm going <laughs> to give you another name to watch real quick. Okay. Deontay Brown from Alabama. Yeah. That dude is an absolute monster. Not the quickest dude in the world, but you ain't going to see guys going through his chest oh. like you do Connor Williams sometimes. I <laughs> think that's all we got for y'all today. We'll get back next week. We'll talk about, you know, maybe there will be some more trades. Maybe there won't be. Maybe this team will pull out a win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, come to my Twitter, Dalton B. Miller. We'll tell me, do you want to see a win against the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, or are you fully on Team Tank? Team Tank's where at. Have a good evening, guys. Have a good <laughs> week, and we will see you next Wednesday. This has been Talking to Stars.